Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Superstars, champions. It's not just a sports report today. Um, UFC San Diego. I do apologize. I am battling a hangover of doom, unfortunately. Um, but we are going to get through this. Today's going to be a little bit more rapid. There are a few fights on this card that were actually supposed to take place at previous events. And so, yeah, there's just going to be some rapid picks here. So we've got a huge main event. Marlon Vera, Dominic Cruz in the bantamweight division, which we're seeing a lot of movement. We're going to get a lot of our questions answered in the next few months as we've got the likes of Puerto Yan up against Sugar Sean O'Malley booked. Of course, the title match, Dillashaw challenging Aljamain Sterling. You've got Jose Aldo and Mirab Dashvili. Song and Song Yadong and... Um, Sorry, I'm fucking rooted. My apologies. And Corey Sandhagen, which will also be an absolute banger of a fight. So, as you can tell, I'm just I'm going to get into the rapid picks. Sorry for the lack of introduction, but the, the picks will be there. So, first up, we've got Yusuf Sildal up against Damon. I don't know if it's Damon or Damon Blackshear. Whichever it is, I, I actually like Blackshear, who's taking this one on short notice. He's from Jackson Wink MMA. Uh, I need to look into his profile. I believe he was a former Cage Warriors, not Cage Warriors, fucking hell. Sorry. Former Cage Fury bantamweight champion, or even maybe the current, actually. I did my notes, but I can't find my notepad, such as the state I'm in. So, yeah, unfortunate. But look, in this one, I was originally going to go Yusuf Zalal by decision. But Zalal is actually on a bit of a slide, albeit to very high quality competition. A three-fight losing streak. He lost to Ilya Tepuria, who is elite. And that was by decision. So Zalal, he can actually hang with really high-level competition. Then he lost to Sungwoo Choi by decision. And then lost to Sean Woodson by decision. So look, he's been up against some really fierce competition for Blackshear. This is his UFC debut on short notice, but he's riding a winning streak into this one. Gonna change my pick. I was gonna go Yusuf Zalal by decision, but I'm, I'm gonna go with the short notice pick. Jumping on the underdog, Damon or Damon. Uh, I'll need to find that out. I could have done the tape, the extra tape, but yeah, as you can tell, uh, I'm just, yeah. I'm just, yeah. So I'm going Blackshear over Zalal, in the bantamweight division to kick things off by decision. Next up, a catchweight bout. I've already fully previewed this one. It was supposed to take place last weekend or the weekend before. Jason Witt up against Josh Quinlan. I've gone with Josh Quinlan by knockout over Jason Witt. So sticking with that pick, not changing that one. Josh Quinlan over Jason Witt by knockout. I've got Ode Osborne over Tyson Nam in the flyweight division and I've got that one going the distance. I wasn't sure whether maybe Ode gets the knockout. Both Nam and Osborne 
uh, incredible knockout artists. But I think this could be a close one. Now, Tyson Nam, he's 38. The younger 30-year-old Ode Osborne has a significant advantage in the reach department. And yeah, Osborne, he's shown very promising signs. Both guys, they've floated around like bantamweight and they're trying to make flyweight at home. I feel like Ode Osborne, he has more potential at 125 pounds. So I'm taking Ode Osborne over Tyson Nam by decision. After that, we've got Gabriel Benitez Mowgli up against the American bad boy, Charlie Ontiveros, who comes into this one with a record of 11 and eight. I've gone against him before in previous podcasts. All eight career losses for Ontiveros have been by knockout. He made the move from welterweight down to lightweight. And in my opinion, he actually faces a step up in competition here up against Gabriel Benitez, who, yes, he's lost four of his last five appearances, but I think he's actually a very quality fighter. He's hasn't been able to show it, but he's faced some really good names like Billy Quarantillo. That was unfortunate. I had Benitez in that one. And then he got knocked out by David Onama. I, I correctly picked that one. Onama on the co-main event slot for this card as well. But Gabriel Benitez in poor form on a two-fight losing skid. Charlie Ontiveros. Yeah, I just don't know. I, I really don't know about Ontiveros. I hope this is his best showing yet. But I'm going with Gabriel Benitez. And I'm going Benitez by knockout. I think submission could be a go as well, but all eight losses for Charlie Ontiveros have come by way of knockout. So I'm just going to lean into that one. When you look at Gabriel Benitez and his 22 career wins, 18 of 22 have been stoppages. Eight knockouts, 10 submissions. So Benitez, he's no stranger to getting it done inside the distance. I think out of the two, just from what I've seen, if I was to pick one, that is more likely to kick on in their UFC campaign, it would be Gabriel Benitez. So taking Benitez over onto Veros by knockout, just having a squiz now at what's coming up next on this preliminary card. And that is another instant rapid pick. This one I've also already previewed in the past. It's been rescheduled to this card. Cynthia Calvillo, Nina Nunes in the women's flyweight division. I'm going Cynthia Calvillo by decision. So I've already discussed in the podcast that one. Uh, I actually, it's it was a tricky one to pick because you really don't know. Like, you know, it's hard to tell. There's a bit of a discrepancy between both women's best and their not so best. But taking Cynthia Calvillo over Nina Nunes by decision. Then we have heavyweight action between two European big boys Coming off Dana White's Contender Series, you have Martin Budai. I believe that's how you say it. Probably not, knowing me. Sorry. Uh, usually I do. I watch the tape, but then I forget. And yeah, I'm just in a bit of a state today. So Martin Budai, I believe it is, up against Lukas Breski, who is a Polishman. Martin is Slovakian. So big heavyweight matchup, European style. And look, Martin is the bigger man. Bresky as well, the Polishman, he actually got tested positive for a banned substance after he earned his contract. So that is a little bit of an asterisk going into this one. 
And I've gone Martin Budai, who has actually, <clears throat> excuse me, bloody hell. Martin Budai has already debuted in the UFC. He beat Chris Barnett by technical decision. And yeah, I think he can kick on and get a second win under the UFC banner. So taking Martin Budai over Lucas Bresky, and I'm taking Martin to get this one done by knockout. Always love a big heavyweight hoss fest, and I'm feeling like a knockout's going to go down. So taking Martin Budai by knockout. Then we have a real short notice preliminary, what's it called? Oh my fucking goodness. Featured prelim. This, this is what we're working with today. I'm sorry. Angela Hill, Lupi Godinez. Angela Hill has been on a massive slide. She's 37 comparatively to Godinez, who is 28. But Hill, a lot of her losses have been very contentious. They've all been up against high-level opponents. And Angela Hill is a gun. She is an awesome fighter. So I'm really excited to see what she can do here. I think she's going to have a real big sense of urgency, given that the judges have really, in a lot of people's minds, screwed her over at times. So I think Angela Hill, she needs to come out here and try to not leave this one to the judges or make it unanimous. For Lupi Godinez, she's a really bright prospect who has had some ups and downs, but the ups have been really good. Downs have been nothing but a learning experience for her. I think she can kick on. This is a catchweight bout, but I think ultimately Lupi is looking like a strawweight. Like, both of them are strawweights, so... It's interesting times. Winner of this, like, Hill is defending her position inside the rankings. So the winner of this will be ranked after this fight. And it's going to be very interesting. Does the veteran Angela Hill get it done? I think she can. But I'm going to go with Lupi Godinez taking Godinez over Angela Hill by decision. I think that one's going to go the distance. And I do expect it to be very close. There we go. All the prelims wrapped up, summarized in all of about 10 minutes. I'll just quickly repeat my tips, just in case I was blazing through a little bit too quickly for you. Uh, so in the opener, Damon Blackshear over Yusuf Zalal by decision. Then in catchweight action, Josh Quinlan to win by knockout over Jason Witt. Ode Osborne by decision over Tyson Nam. Gabriel Benitez over Charlie Ontiveros by knockout. Cynthia Calvillo to win by decision over Nina Nunes. Martin Budai to win by knockout over Lucas Bresky. And in the featured prelim, Lupi Godinez by decision. Now we've got a few main card ones to jump into. Let's get amongst it. off on the main card UFC San Diego let's not forget there is going to be a raucous crowd driving this action all the way through you've got two veterans in the middleweight division opening up the proceedings on the main one of my favorites genuinely a bloke who's won me some money and I was very conflicted when I went against him in his last fight that being up against none other than Alex Pereira Bruno Blindado Silva, the man is bulletproof. He is incredible as far as knockouts go. He's up against Gerald Mearshart, and this is going to be one hell of a fun matchup. 
I, I actually think this is one of the underrated bangers on this entire card. And what I'll quickly do, like I've I've felt my prediction all the way through here. I actually felt a lot of this card, except that opener with Black Shear and Zalal. A lot of this card, for some reason, when I looked at it a week ago, I was just like, I feel like for the first time, I just know who I'm going to go with in all of these fights. So I'm interested to see how that plays out. I still did my tape study and research and things like that. Uh, but we'll have to see. But for Bruno Silva, let me just count. Sorry, this is unconventional here. Seven or eight. Now I can't even count. Two, four, six, seven. Seven fight win streak for Bruno Silva until he lost by decision to Alex Pereira. Went all three, three rounds. I believe that was one of the great fights of that card as well. But before that, look... That seven-fight win streak, all of those were knockouts, most of them in the first round as well. Bruno Silva is the real deal. 19 of his 22 wins by knockout. So this guy, like, this guy is legit. Bruno Silva is one of my favorites in the middleweight division. And when you look at his seven losses, five of seven losses by submission. And that leads us to the opponent of Bruno Silva, none other than Gerald Mearshard, who many people may just only really know from that highlight getting owned by Kamzat Chimaev. But honestly, Mearshard, he's legit as well in his own right, and it's a really awesome stylistic matchup here. As I mentioned, 19 of 22 wins for Silva by knockout, 5 of 7 losses by submission. And when you look at Gerald Mearshart's record across 49 fights, he has only been knocked out three times. So already that's tantalizing. But then when you look at the record of Bruno Silva, five of seven losses by submission for Gerald Mearshart, 26 of 34 wins by submission. He has 26 submissions on his record, and that's how he's got it done. Every time he's won in recent times, the last time he won by knockout was 2017, end of 2017. So everything else outside of that, they've been submissions, and he's that perfect kind of foil to try and exploit what appears to be a weakness of Bruno Silva. However, in this one... I'm going with Bruno Silva, and I do think there is a massive danger that he does get submitted in this one, but I'm a fan. This is purely bandwagon stuff. I've loved what I've seen from him. He's won me money, and that's not the important part, but he's, I've had correct predictions going Bruno Silva by knockout. And yeah, Gerald Meshart coming off a pretty disappointing loss up against Christoph Jotko, and I just think Bruno Silva... He's got a point to prove. He's ready to make his run. I'm taking Bruno Silva in the opener by knockout. And then, after that, would you believe it, another fight that I've already previewed and predicted, that is Ariane Lipsky up against Priscilla Cachoeira. This one I was like, oh my goodness, I just could not decide. Did lots of tape, lots of research, all of that stuff. And I was like, oh, I still, I have no idea on this one. So women's bantamweight action, I'm just not going to complicate it in my head. 
This one I'm very unsure about, so I'm just going to have a shot in the dark. Priscilla Cachoeira by decision over Ariane Lipsky. That was my original prediction, and I'm going to stick with that. So taking Cachoeira by decision over Lipsky, and then in the light heavyweight division, we've got Devin Clark up against the undefeated standout, 33-year-old Azamat Mirzakhanov, who he looks like a definite prospect. Now, for Devin Clark, he actually ran into Mirzakhanov in the elevator in San Diego. I read a story where he was like, okay, he went in the uh, elevator, and Mirzakhanov and a couple of his cornermen were in the elevator, and yeah, Devin Clark was like, holy shit, this guy wants to rip my head off. Devin's, uh, Devin's far out, so I was, uh, Devin Clark, his last appearance was actually in the heavyweight division. So he's dropping back down to light heavyweight. He had a win, a round three knockout over William Knight. But before that, Clark, he was riding a two-fight losing streak. He got submitted by Anthony Smith, lost by decision to Eon Kutalaba. He is coming off a win, coming back to light heavyweight now. But in my opinion, Azamat Mirzakhanov, he's undefeated. He seems like a prospect. And this could be a danger matchup. But Mirzakhanov, 8 of 11 of his wins have come by way of knockout. And look, I think this is going to be a really close contest. I don't think this is going to be like a round one finish kind of situation. But I'm going to go Azamat Mirzakhanov by knockout over Devin Clark. This is one where I think we may have a prospect on our hands. It's a watch this space, but I'm going to go with Mirzakhanov. And I'll check on that, what the result is. And all the results on the podcast tomorrow for UFC thoughts and comments. I won't be hungover. Doing a bit of a cleanse now. So, um, yeah, I'll be just commenting on everything that goes down. We'll have hindsight on these picks and predictions. And look, the preview podcast, this one right here, is all about kind of asking some questions. What might happen? What do I think is going to happen? And then thoughts and comments, that's all about the answers to those questions. What does happen? So stick around and find out tomorrow. But in this light heavyweight clash, I'm going with Azamat Mirzakhanov by knockout. After that, we've got a battle of the Yasmins. And both of them on UFC debut. Very young prospects. You have Yasmin Warigi, 23 years old. Bit of a knockout artist. And yeah, I'm actually quite hyped. She's facing Yasmin Lucindo, a 20-year-old, also debuting. And look, I haven't really seen much from either, other than, like, yeah, I couldn't even find tape on Warigi. So this one, a, a bit of an interesting one. I'm more intrigued in terms of seeing how this plays out. Two potentially very bright young stars in the women's strawweight division. I'm going to take Yasmin Warigi by knockout. And as I said, not much intel on these two ladies. So we'll have to see how they go. Taking Yasmin Warigi by knockout. Then huge co-main event. David Onama. He is officially on the Not Just a Sports Report one to watch list. Taking on Nate the Train Landwehr. Landwehr coming off a really big submission win over Ludovic Klein. And that's aged well given that Klein just beat Mason Jones. Mason Jones Someone who's beaten David Onama. So I guess we kind of see how those roads meet here. 
David Onama taking on Nate Landwehr. And gee whiz, hasn't David Onama had such a high level of activity as of late? Had a few fights this year. Kicking off back in February, he knocked out Gabriel Benitez in the first round. And then Onama competed only last month up against Garrett Armfield, getting the round two submission. Onama is on an absolute roll. This is someone that I have on the Not Just a Sports Report one to watch list. And Nate the Train, he is always entertaining. This is going to be an explosive contest. I do think we could see it go the distance, but given that Onama is on the one to watch list, look, I'm hyped about his prospects. So I'm taking David Onama in the co-main event by knockout over Nate the Train. Onama by knockout leading us into our huge UFC San Diego main event. That taking place in the bantamweight division as one of the greatest bantamweights of all time, if not the greatest, the number eighth ranked Dominic Cruz takes on fifth ranked Marlon Chito Vera. This is gonna be an explosive contest. We've got Vera coming in on a three fight win streak. He's the only person who's defeated Sugar Sean O'Malley. And look, he's been racking up very impressive performances as of late. Uh, think back to that Frankie Edgar one. That one was a big one. Now for Cheeto, look, he's been grinding away, but this easily the biggest outing of his career. Up against Dominic Cruz, I, I'm so pumped for this fight. I genuinely think this is going to be an absolute banger. Now, having a look at the statistics, there's going to be a reach advantage for Marlon Vera. And we know that Dominic Cruz, look, his defense is probably the best part of his game. His footwork, he's going to make it tough for Marlon Chito Vera. But I do think if Vera can clip Dominic Cruz, which I think he will a couple of times, then I think it starts to get really interesting. I, I think Dominic Cruz, he's going to get challenged a lot more than we've seen in a long time. The same could be said for Marlon Chito Vera as well. Coming off really impressive wins, Davy Grant, Fradge, Fradge? Fucking hell. Uh, Frankie Edgar, and Rob Font, which that was back in April this year. Now Marlon Vera, he's going to push for a title shot. You've obviously got Jan and O'Malley, and look, there's, there's gonna be something play out there, but we'll have to see. We have to see what happens in the title fight, the Aldo Dashvili fight. So look, there's still a lot to play out, but with a win here, Marlon Vera will position himself very nicely. Same goes for, uh, not Rob Font, bloody hell, for Dominic Cruz. He is fighting in front of his hometown of San Diego. He is the older fighter at 37 years old, comparatively to the 29-year-old Marlon Chito Vera. But Cruz, he is an outstanding fighter. Only three losses on his professional record overall as well. He's got a record that stands the test of time. So I'm just pulling up Dominic Cruz's record. Only three losses in his career. One knockout, which was to Henry Cejudo. One decision up against Cody Garbrandt. And he was submitted by Uriah Faber all the way back in March 2007 under the WEC banner. So look, Dominic Cruz, like his record speaks for itself. 24 and 3, 16 of 24 wins 
by decision, but he can score the knockout as well. I, I think this is going to be our fight of the night, that's for sure. Marlon Chito Vera with the record of 19 and 7, all 7 losses by decision. So that could definitely be a point of difference. If this one goes the distance, look, Dominic Cruz and his footwork does have the potential to cause Chito Vera a lot of issues. And when you look at Cheeto's record, 15 of 19 wins by stoppage, 7 knockouts, 8 submissions, as well as 4 decision victories. So that's very interesting. Look, I think if Cruz gets clipped, it could be lights out. I do think Cheeto Vera is very capable of the knockout here. Cruz, of course, the older fighter as well. But I'm going to go with Marlon Cheeto Vera in our main event. I think he's got what it takes, and ultimately I have so much respect for Dominic Cruz. I say this one goes the distance. I'm taking Marlon Chito Vera to win by decision over Dominic Cruz and really start to announce himself as a genuine contender at 135 pounds. There's one thing we know for sure, with the San Diego crowd willing this on, this is going to be one of the great fights of the year, and I truly mean that. I am really hyped for this one in a division which you could argue is the best in the world right now, the bantamweight division, and we're going to get a lot of answers. Everyone in that title picture, they are all active, they're all fighting each other, and wow, it is going to be so amazing to see this all play out, and it starts here. The new era and this new kind of division with the champion Aljamain Sterling, so many studs in this division. So many studs. And I just think it's about to fucking kick off. And it all kicks off tomorrow. So, look, Marlon Chito Vera by decision. That's what I'm going with. But Dominic Cruz, can he get himself back to the top? I still think he has all the skills to do so. Will his body hold up? Up against the younger and very confident Marlon Chito Vera. We're going to find out in not too long. And once we do, well, you'll be hearing from me within an hour of UFC San Diego. I will be reviewing the whole card, UFC thoughts and comments. And that one, since this was a little bit rapid, I'll go a little bit more in depth with the thoughts and comments tomorrow. And we'll probably get amongst this card. I'll talk a bit about things before the fight and then the reaction to the results after the fight. Plenty to look forward to tomorrow. Huge bantamweight fight. UFC San Diego, Vera versus Cruz. And until tomorrow, the thoughts and comments. That is it from me. And I hope you enjoy the fights.